And three weeks ago, I began a study on knowing the Holy Spirit and hearing his voice. And first of all, I gave you some scriptures that prove that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to us. Imagine that. He wants to speak to us. And John 14, 25 to 26 says, I have told you these things while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. You know, you can say, Holy Spirit, I need you to remind me of something. And I'll wake, I do that. And I'll wake up the next morning and the first thing comes right that I ask the Holy Spirit to remind me. He reminds me right away. Jesus is telling his disciples that even though he's not going to be with them, they will have the Holy Spirit as their teacher and reminds them of what he has already taught while he was with them. Now, a disciple means a learner. So think of that. Are you all learners? We're to be a learner. We're to have a teachable spirit. And you can't be a teacher if you don't have anyone who wants to learn, right? <laughs> a teacher always loves when a student remembers what they were taught in class. And I'm sure, you know, Holy Spirit is our teacher. And I'm sure that he loves when we remember what he is teaching us. He loves that. <clears throat> Luke 8:18 says, "So be careful how you listen, for whoever has a teachable heart, to him more understanding will be given. Whoever has a teachable heart, more understanding is going to be given. And whoever does not have a longing for the truth, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him." So we need to have that longing for the truth. We need to listen and have that teachable heart. That's what our Father requires of us. God knew we were going to need a lot of help. We need a lot of help, don't we? <laughs> so we need to have an open heart with a teachable spirit. Isaiah 26, 9 says, In the night my soul longs for you, O Lord. In the night, my soul longs for you. My spirit within me seeks you diligently. For only when your judgments are experienced on the earth will the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness. My spirit seeks you diligently. You go after him all the time. What's on your heart today? What are you saying to me today? Does your soul long for him daily? That's the question. Your mind, your will, and your emotions are made up of your soul. Are you longing for him? Are you going after him diligently? Think of something that's really exciting that you really love. You go after that diligently. You're going after that because that is important to you. And that's how the Holy Spirit, he doesn't want anything else to take his place. It's all about him. We can choose to attend God's classes every day. Or we can choose to cut class. It's our choice. He doesn't force us. But oh, he welcomes us. He gets so excited when we sit 
with him because he has things for us. And think about it. If you don't sit with them, if you don't go to class, you're going to miss out. Right? You're going to miss out. Isaiah 1.18 says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be like wool. And if you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. You shall eat the best of the land. If you are willing and obedient. So many times we hear somebody saying, oh, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me or he spoke that to me. And there's some things that happen to us that really get revealed to us. And we think about, well, why can't I hear like he or she does? And then we ask God, you know, or we ignore it. Or stirs up anger or hunger to hear his voice. Is that hunger being stirred up? Think about that. If the hunger is being stirred up, it's going to cause you to press in to his heart to receive more of him. So think about where is your hunger? Where is your thirst? Are you thirsting? Are you hungry for more of him? Or you can hear somebody say, Holy Spirit said this, and, and this is what he laid on my heart, and you can say, what's wrong with me? Why am I not hearing? And we can allow the spirit of condemnation because what's wrong with me? Or we can have a denial of the other person hearing God's voice. Oh, they aren't hearing, right? Or we can see them as religious fanatics. Or we can listen to a lying spirit. Or we can doubt because our life is a mess. So instead of believing that God wants to speak to us, he's not going to speak to me. My life is a mess. Why would he speak to me? I'm not obeying. I'm not listening. He's not going to speak to me. But you see, he knows your heart. He knows what's going on inside. Or you can hear somebody say, Holy Spirit spoke this, and it doesn't make sense. He doesn't always make sense. <laughs> Remember, his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And then we also talked about discerning the voices of the enemy, whether it be our own thoughts or whether it's really God. And 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit, but prove. In other words, test the spirits to discover whether they really are from God. For many false prophets have gone forth into the world. And there are things that sound really good. But if you really seek the Lord to ask him for that discernment, you'll see something in there that's not right. And you don't want to get near it. You don't want to touch that. So we've been discussing four ways of hearing Holy Spirit's voice. The first one was the written word. The second one was dreams that I talked about. And the third one was visions. Or audible voice, I'm sorry. 
audible voice. Now, I'll pull out some scriptures here on an audible voice in the scripture, and it says 1 Samuel 3, 9 to 10. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, you say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. See, that's that type of an attitude that we need to have every day. Speak, Lord, I'm listening. What do you have to say? I'm your servant. What is it that you want to say to me? So the Lord came and he stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. You see, he was wanting to hear from him. Do you want to hear from him? That's the whole key. Do you want? That's your choice. Or do you want to go your own way? What is, what is it that you want? You want his way, his plan, his purpose, even though it may not fit your plan and your purpose in life. May mess you all up. May change your whole life. May make everything entirely different than what you ever expected in your life. And as I've told you many times, I accepted Jesus into my heart when I was six years old. But I did not know him all those years until I went through the hardest time in my life. And that's when I really got to know him, down in the valley. Many people are down in the valley. This is a hard time. We are in hard times. But God is there in those valleys, and he will speak to us in ways that we couldn't even think or imagine. And so all those years I went to church, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. That's when we had services all the time, and every time church doors were open, I was there. And oh, I loved being with the people. I enjoyed the fellowship. I loved getting into the word, but I didn't know him I knew about him. Oh, I could tell you the verses. I could recite them as a little girl. We'd stand up in front of everybody, you know, and we'd recite all the verses. You see, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. Thy word. So I hid it inside. I memorized it. It was in there. But oh, I got to know his love. I got to know his mercy. And that's what changed. And you see, I had a pastor's wife that during that hard time in my life, we started a church in my house. And the pastor's wife, she would always say, uh, well, just a minute, I have, to ask, I have to ask God what he's saying. Now, I didn't know that you could listen to what he had to say. I knew the word, but I didn't know how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So she'd get very quiet and then she'd say what he said. And I'm like, how come I don't see him? <laughs> how come I'm not hearing that? And it bothered me. But it didn't bother me to the point where I doubted that she was hearing from the Lord. And it didn't bother me to the point that I ran from it. It bothered me to the point that I wanted it. 
See, that's what he wants us. He wants us to hear his voice. My sheep shall hear my voice and they will not follow a voice of a stranger. My sheep know my voice. And then I talked to you about five senses, taste, see, hearing, smell, and feel. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Perceive it. Taste it. He is good. Is he good all the time? Yes. Even in bad times, is he good? Yes, he is good. He's always working behind the scenes and he always has a plan and a purpose for us. And he's going to bring it about. And then years ago, our family encountered some problems that looked really impossible to solve. And all I could do was focus on the negativity. You ever have times that you just focus on the negative? You don't focus on the positive, you just focus on all this negative. And I kept seeking the Lord and crying out for his peace because I had so much discouragement, I had so much worry and so much fear. And I'm sitting out underneath a tree and a flock of birds and I'm hearing all these awful noises, not singing beautiful melodies, but awful noises from these birds. And it really bothered me and I wanted to get away from them. You know, I was like, that's terrible. Well, then that's what the Lord showed me was going on in my mind. He spoke to me through those birds. I'd never heard that kind of sound coming out of all those birds. But he spoke to me during that time and showed me that all that sound was inside of me, that negativity. Normally, I love to sit and I love to listen to the beautiful melody of the birds, but there was no beautiful melody. And you see, when we're in negativity, there is no beautiful melody inside of us. It's gone. Where is it? It's covered up by all the discouragement and the fear and the worry and the anxiety. And as long as I kept listening to it over and over and over again, I sat there in a pool of discouragement. And I'm going to call it a cesspool <laughs> because that's what it is when we are down and discouraged and so low. We're in a cesspool. But when I walked away from all the negativity, I began to hear powerful words from Holy Spirit that began to transform my thinking. You see, as long as we stay down in that cesspool, we can't hear the Holy Spirit's voice. But when we get up out of that cesspool and we choose to say, no, I am not going to take this. I am not going to stay discouraged. I am not going to fear. I am not going to worry. I am going to move forward and I am going to listen for the Holy Spirit's voice. And we hear those powerful words that transform our thinking. I want you to remember that. Transform our thinking. And with my focus back on God's word for our family, I could now see God's perspective. Oh, now it's taste and see that the Lord is good. Was the situation changed? No. I changed. In me. And I began to follow his voice and I no longer was led astray by the negative voices. And as long as I allowed the enemy to consume my mind, he was winning. As long as we allow the enemy to consume our mind, he wins. 
And as soon as I turn my back on the evil, I see the victory in God. So we have to turn our back on the evil. We have to turn our back on fear. We have to turn our back on discouragement. We have to turn our back on worry and anxiety and move forward with him. And believe me, you're going to hear clearer. You're going to hear what he has to say to you. And then another time, God spoke to me through a red bird. And we had this big blue spruce tree. And I was so discouraged. I was an insurance agent. I was coming home from the office. I was tired. I was discouraged. And I was walking around the back of our yard. And we had this big blue spruce tree. And on that blue spruce tree was a tiny little bird. Just the tiniest little bird I ever saw, a little red bird. And it didn't move. It just was eye to eye level. God had that little red bird there to teach me a lesson. And the lesson was, he said, do you see how little that red bird is? And I said, yes. He said, do you see how big the tree is? Well, it's a big tree, Fred can tell you. It's a big tree. And I said, yes. And he said, well, you have me as the little red bird and your circumstances as the tree. How many of us do that? With just that little red bird. But your circumstances are so big and you don't know how you're going to get through it. You don't know what you're going to do. If I look at what's going on here constantly, I'm going to be looking at those circumstances all the time. But I have to look at my God, our God, our Father is much bigger than that circumstances are. Is he be working behind the scenes? Yes. You ever watch a play? You go to a play and now it's time for the ending. You've watched it all. You don't know how it's going to turn out. And you're all excited. Uh, but now they got to close the curtain, right? <laughs> and you hear all this scurrying behind the curtain and it's like, ooh, what's going on there? You know, they're changing the scenery. Everything's going to change. And then they open up the curtain and the whole thing at the end turns out entirely different than you thought it was going to do. And you see something that you never thought of. I love to see that. See, that's what our father's doing. He's working behind the scenes. He's behind everything. It's not about us. It's all about him. And as long as we keep making it about us, we're going to be right zeroed in on all the negativity and not have the positive that God wants us to have. Because he's positive. He's not sitting around wringing his hands. He's not looking at a situation and saying, whew, gee whiz, I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> hey, angels, what are we going to do on this one? <laughs> I don't know what to do. No. He's got it. He's got it. Many times this is what I say. I'm telling them how much I love them. And I say, I am not moved by what I see. I am moved by what I know. 
I am moved by what you said in your word and what you have said to me personally. I, that's what moves me. I am not moved by what I see because if we are getting moved by what we see, we're going to be in all the negativity because you can always see negative. Negative comes out a lot harder and a lot stronger than the positive does. But oh, there are blessings in disguise. We just can't see them. They're in disguise. Until all of a sudden the curtain opens up and the last scene is there and all of a sudden no more delay and now here we are. What's God doing? He has wisdom. And the Bible says in James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. He gives us wisdom. Wisdom. Wisdom is the proper application of knowledge. And wisdom is probably preferable to knowledge. A 16-year-old can have knowledge of how to drive a car by watching his dad and taking a driver education class, right? But if he only has the knowledge and not the wisdom, and here he is, you know, he's a 16-year-old kid. He's ready to, you know, let's, you know, we got some other friends coming alongside here. Come on, that's drag, <laughs> you know? If he doesn't use that wisdom, he's, he, knows how to, he knows how to drive. He's been in driver ed classes, but now what's he going to do? He's not on a drag strip. He's out on a street where he could kill somebody. So he has to use the wisdom to not go along with these kids that are trying to egg him on, right? Now, you don't drive yet. <laughs> That's a lesson. <laughs> and then suddenly we receive a word of knowledge to give to others. Yeah, God will just put something. Holy Spirit will speak something into your spirit. Maybe that person over there needs to be told her hair is really pretty. You really like that. Sometimes we hold things inside and don't say them. Maybe a person, you know, put an outfit on and nobody else has ever said anything nice to them. And what's God saying? What's the Holy Spirit saying? Go over there, talk to that person. Maybe he's saying, go tell so-and-so I love them. A stranger out there walking in a grocery store Maybe somebody's up there trying to pull down a box on the grocery store and you're like, well, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to help or not, but I'm going to try because the Holy Spirit's saying, go help them. Go help them. He gives us things supernaturally. He gives us wisdom where we can't imagine how to maybe accomplish something. We can pray. We need your help, Holy Spirit. Help us. I don't know how to do this. Help me. 
I believe that the word of knowledge is knowledge that is given to us supernaturally. We have been given a word of knowledge. And you may be given a word of knowledge tonight. You may be given a word of prophecy. The knowledge is right here. This is what's going on. This is something that maybe the Lord has already told you where you're at, a situation. You, you just don't know. But be open to what the Holy Spirit wants to say. And if you do receive a prophetic word tonight, tuck it away. Thank the Lord and then tuck it away. Don't try to make it happen. That's the worst thing you can do is try to make a prophetic word try to happen. I've had prophecy that's been spoken over me that I'm, I've tucked away. And then all of a sudden, something will come up and, and the Lord will remind me of that prophetic word. And then, remember when, um, well, I'll read this. Matthew 16 says, Now when Jesus went into the region of Caesarea, Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Remember when he was asking? And they answered, some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or just one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, the Son of the Living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed. You know what blessed is? Happy, spiritually secure, and favored by God. So when we say you are blessed, you are spiritually secure, you are favored by God, and you are happy. You are blessed. Simon, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. He heard. He heard. Nobody else was telling him that, but he heard. And you will hear as you keep going to class and not cut it, but keep sitting with the Lord. You will begin to hear his voice like you've never heard it before. And I remember when the Lord laid on my heart that I needed to be fine-tuned. You know, uh, you sit with a piano, and a piano has to be fine-tuned. Because it sounds all right, but it's got to be a little bit finer. Well, that's what the Lord does. He fine-tunes us as we keep spending time with him over and over and over. We begin to hear his voice greater than we had ever heard before. That's our Father. And then I told you about the red bird. But I had a situation where I had shingles. <clears throat> if any of you have ever had them, they're very painful. I didn't know really what was going on with me. But someone said, you know, Jenny, that sounds like shingles. We were all getting ready as a team, Promise Land Ministries, to go into a Lutheran church. We had never been there before. We have two weeks. And right before that, I got the shingles and three girls went down. They got sick. 
And so one of the ladies said, you know, Jenny, go on the computer and check and see once, you know, what shingles is all about. Because at that point, I didn't even know what shingles were. And so I went down the steps and I started to go to our computer and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, no, shake it off. And immediately the scripture came to me about Paul and how he had been out on the island and he reached down in the fire and what happened? A viper bit him. What did he do? He shook it off. You see, God allowed that because then they saw who he really was. That he had God in his life. Now, they're looking at him as a God. But they saw there was something supernatural with him. This was an experience that I can't even tell you. I knew that the Lord told me to shake it off. Did I have pain? You bet I did. <laughs> and then I heard him say, go to CVS. Now, you ever hear the Holy Spirit say, go to CVS? I heard him. Go to CVS. So I go to the pharmacy, <laughs> and I talk to the pharmacist, <clears throat> and I said to him, what was going on with me. He told me to uncover it because I was keeping them covered and he told me to uncover it but put calamine lotion on that would dry it up. So that's fine. But this lady was there and she came and she overheard my conversation and she told me to get that sunburn spray that like when and and i would say to him it felt like a strong sunburn a really hard sunburn and she said to spray sunburn spray on it now why did i have to go to cvs because that lady was there at cvs to tell me about this and here i am trying to work on the message for the church and I would get so much pain in my back that it was like a severe, a very severe burn. And Fred would spray that on my back for me to keep going. And in the midst of that, back to Red Bird, found three feathers in my family room. Three Red Bird feathers. In fact, I found the two. Fred found one and he said, there has to be a Red Bird in this house. <laughs> and I have them in my Bible. <laughs> That's God. He is faithful. He wants to talk to us. And I think this is my heart so strong. And we're not going to finish all of the message this morning, but I can tell you this. It is in my heart so strong for God's children to begin to hear, you know, Lord, what am I going to do here? I got all this list of all these things, and I don't have the answer. The answer is, God, he has the answer. It's not by my might, it's not by my power, but it's by his. What is he saying? So I'm going to give you a couple minutes again to just sit quietly. I'm going to see once if I can put some soaking on. And ask the Holy Spirit, what is he saying to you through this message? Why so much? Where, did, where does he want to speak to you?
Now we've covered some things, but we have more. He speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through an audible voice. He speaks to us through visions and dreams and through our senses. How does he want to speak to you this morning? Mm 